Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Walking in Your Divine Healing. As a backdrop for what I'm sharing with you out of the book of Exodus, Chapter 15, verse 26, to all who hear these presents, greetings, God is a healer. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, he himself bore our sins. There is a tie to sickness and sin in his body on the tree, and I'll explain. So that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his stripes, his wounds, you have, past tense, been healed. Your healing is not uh, a privilege. It's a right. The blood of Jesus paid for your healing. Your healing is yours because it's paid for. Just because Jesus paid for our healing doesn't mean we walk in divine healing. Just because he paid for sin doesn't mean people walk in righteousness. I want you to think about that. The sin issue has been taken care of around the world through Christ Jesus, but not everybody is a recipient of that. You must access it. You must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and thou shall be saved. Your healing is like that too. You must confess it and believe then you'll see a transfer in your soul and in your spirit from his spirit to yours. So let me teach. Thank you for being patient as I share this word on today. Jesus paid for our healing. Does not mean that we automatically walk in divine health. Neither does it mean that we manifest this benefit, this extraordinary benefit that comes to all believers. You need to hear this word and reach out to God by faith so it will manifest so you can receive the word of the Lord and receive your healing that Jesus paid for. He paid the price for it on Calvary. And I'm saying that because I need you to understand that uh, healing is not a privilege, it's a right. It's a benefit. And I'm decreeing and declaring that I'm about to walk in divine health and healing. And uh, as a, an example of it, uh, I'm standing in, in this place today and going to show you how to walk by faith. Some people don't do it until they see the manifestation, but I'm preaching my way to health. And for those of you that are here, you need to understand that God wants to do something special in your life. You didn't stumble in here tonight. He wants to do something special. 
something unique. Thank you, Lord. Just like wind is so important, the air is so important. We inhale to take in life, but exhale disease. Blow it out of you. So I want you to start taking in deep breaths as I teach. I want you to breathe in. That's your life. But when you breathe out, I want you to see the thing that's not like God has to get out of you. Glory to God. And I want you to practice it. I want to see your chest rising as you breathe in. When you think about it and breathe out. There's life coming in and disease is going out. Thank you, Lord. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise for your presence in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Healing divine. Before going to divine healing, let's talk about healing. The process of applying preventative remedial practices to maintain good health. The process of applying preventative and remedial practices to maintain good life. Divine healing comes when the Holy Spirit just overshadows you and releases the healing virtue on your body that's sick. But healing in itself is the process of applying preventative and remedial measures or practices to maintain a good life. This message is designed to awaken our consciousness to do things better. We can't be McDonald junkies forever. Fast food junkies. We must do like the Nichols. We must have fresh, fresh vegetables. We had a chance to visit their home. And they prepared a really nice meal for us. I enjoyed it. It was fresh. It was Jamaican, but it was fresh. <laughs> It came from the islands, had a nice flavor to it, but it was fresh. Uh, we had a chance to visit uh, the Stanleys as well. Um, Fred and his wife, Sophia Stanley, they just bought a new home and we blessed it and they prepared a meal, a seven course meal. Had servants to serve us while we were there. And it was extraordinary from soup, uh, another Jamaican flavor uh, it was wonderful um, just a wonderful wonderful time at their home a very fresh approach to eating and dining Zareda is the same way Zareda has a, is a wonderful hospitality person that invites people into the home but she makes sure she gives you substance when you're there and we must eat better if we're going to live better. Uh, the body is from the earth. It's not from heaven. It will go back to the dust. So we must look at earthly good things to put in it. You can't put anything in it and expect for it to work at an optimal level. It must have that which builds it. It must come from the earth. The best thing for your body is things that come out of the ground. And so I need to talk about... Um, 
uh, divine healing and I need to talk about healing in itself. Thank you, Lord. Let's deal with a regulation of diet. The law of Moses was very strategic for the people of God. They had laws about food consumption and they uh, dealt with those laws on a regular basis. We know that we're not bound by law, but let's look at it for a moment. The first five books of, the Mos of Moses, the Pentateuch, it's called. The Old Testament is, is latent with laws and rules and regulations, even restrictions as it relates to what they eat. Involving meats and plant-based foods. There was two simple tests. Only animals with separated hooves that chewed the cud you could consume. It was suitable for eating. So that kicks all pork out and rabbits. And my daddy loved rabbit. <laughs> Who said, somebody said me too? <laughs> well, if you were living in Moses' time, you couldn't, you couldn't have rabbit soup. What is Hassenpfeffer? <laughs> Y'all don't remember that Hassenpfeffer? <laughs> the reason why God really eliminated pork from the Israelites is because to, to really eat that animal, it has to be cooked a certain way. They didn't have the mechanisms and the, and the ways we have now to cook it properly. It needs to be thorough. You don't eat pork medium rare. Now, there are people who like steak medium where you may get a buy with it, but you need to have it at a certain temperature if you want to make sure it's healthy. You may carry a virus. These, these animals, even rabbits, it's easy for them to carry viruses. That's why it needs to be cooked thoroughly. I want to recommend to you, those of you that like medium rare meats, just try to move toward well done. Yeah. Maybe not well done, but closer to that. The temperature needs to be there. Very important to understand that. What we eat is important to our health. Let's look at rituals. Several rituals were observed by the people of God as well. The Israelites I speak of. Especially these people had to maintain sanitary conditions. They didn't have toilets like we do now. So all body fluids were considered to be contaminated. It had to be dealt with properly. Infection, when you have no running water and you uh, are not washing properly, or anybody, anybody's body fluids, regardless of what they are, whether it's saliva or anything else, was considered to be infectious. And if it wasn't dealt with properly, they had to stay out of the camp. And a lot of diseases are passed, even viruses are passed, because we shake hands and hands we're dealing with some type of body fluid. Think about that. Right now, we got it real slick. We can do that quick um, hand sanitizers, right? We need to use them more. Especially when you're dealing with the public, take care of yourself. The Lord, you're about to go overseas. Make sure your people have your shots and make sure you're good to go as it relates to that. Here's another one, hygiene. Not only hygiene of the body, but hygiene of the clothing. 
It must be washed regularly. No one could touch a dead body. In America, we have professionals who deal with the dead. If you ever go down to uh, Haiti, you'll see what I'm saying. There's a law down there, written or unwritten, I'm not sure. But no, if you touch the body, then you're responsible for it. We must dispose of the dead in the right way. Now, I can take these things and transfer them into spiritual connotations and deal with it because people handle dead issues all the time and expect to be whole. It died last year and we're still dealing with it. If it's dead, we need to let it go. Don't resurrect the dead. One of the things the Viet Cong would do when they would uh, capture our soldiers is take a dead body and uh, tie the dead body to the living man. In other words, he had to carry the dead man around. After about a week, you'll understand how bad that was. Because the, man, the body began to decay and eventually what was in the dead transferred to the living. Your mind is so fertile and needs to be protected. If I were to take a moment and cut back on your mind and look at it, just take the top off and look at your brain, what would I see? Is it purified? Are you still turning over dead issues? Another thing the Israelites had to watch is sexual perversion. There were strict laws about sexual immoralities. Even they promoted prevention, prevention of sex until you're in the right environment, in the right relationship. And you hardly would see any passing of venereal diseases. Men were considered to come under the law, the example of the covenant was what we call circumcision. For all males, not some males, all males. And what it did, this hygienic uh, thing. Thank you. This hygiene, this hygienic thing of circumcision cut down on a lot of, um, it reduced infection, especially uvarian cancer for women. Just being circumcised. We know that Jeremiah said that God is not necessarily interested in physical circumcision any longer. It's circumcision of the heart. And if your heart is uncircumcised, it's easy to carry under the foreskin infection. Thank you, Lord. The heart has to be sensitive to God, not to people, to God. And there are times if you're sensitive to God, he will say, wait. Don't you move. So nothing will be contaminated. If you go in your own way, in your own flesh, you're always uncircumcised. It is an uncircumcised act to move in your flesh. But when you cut back the foreskin, you not only release yourself or you free yourself from being contaminated, but you become sensitive to what God is saying and not what you are saying. 
The Israelites were introduced to medicine. How? When? So we see medicine and physicians. Because when God heals, he don't just heal by the spoken word. Medicine and provision and physicians were used as well. The first medicines were introduced, we believe, by the Egyptians. Now we know they had many diseases, but the Egyptians were far more advanced in their technology of that day than the Israelites. The Israelites were slaves. And I had a chance to visit Cairo, and I'm telling you that the place, it's especially uh, 4,000 years ago, it was one of the top pinnacles of education and science. There's no way you can build the pyramids without having something, something powerful going on. There's just no way. One of those boulders may cost two tons. How do you move it in the sand? Uh, it's amazing to me. And when you walk in the museum, you see all of these statues. And look, the statue is looking at you like this. It's, one, it's in one spot. But it looks like its eyes are doing like that. You want to talk about eerie, like, whoa, my God. What? Visit Cairo, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a very unique city. And the living is living with the dead. So in other words, families live in cemeteries. You're riding down the road, you see kids playing around graves. The whole family lives there. It's like they believe in their ancestors. You can see how people and systems have passed through the times, the test of times, and why people do what they do, and why it's so important to know your scriptures and know your customs from the word of God. Do you have one? Do you know what's right, what's wrong, when you're stretching out, when you're going too far? They would take basically um, minerals, substances, herbs, and wines, fruits, mix them together, and apply them to cuts. Just like grandmama used to do. My grandmama, I cut myself one time. She said, come here, boy. And she went to get some spider webs. I said, you put that stuff in me? <laughs> she wanted to pack it with a spider. <laughs> Talking about these things work. Well, mama, I got medicine now. Take me to CVS. I don't, I don't Take me to, I think it was Eckerd's at the time. Take me to Eckers, Walgreens. That's been around a long time, right? Give me some Father John. <laughs> That's what I need, Father John. How many know what Father John is? Huh? Do you know, son, Dorian? Do you know? <laughs> Dorian said, I don't have a clue about Father John. It's on those old remedies, son. Oh, okay. 360? Snuff, what? <laughs> Lord, you're going way back. <laughs> the bomb of Gilead. What is it? It was herbs and minerals. Probably from an aromatic substance that was found from a certain tree, an evergreen tree. The bomb of Gilead. We know that Jesus is the bomb. Get it. But what is he talking about? What, is he ta what did it come from, that term? Amen. We have nurses here. We have people who understand medicine. You notice that when you look at the emblem for medicine, you see like a, like, almost like a stick and a snake on it. You know, why would they do that? Why? Why? 
You got to understand where these things come from. Some people believe it came from Greek mythology. It didn't. It was there before Greek. The Greeks picked it up from Moses. Fiery serpents are biting the children of Israel. Biting them. They're falling by the thousands. Moses cried out to God. God says, I want you to go quickly and make a serpent of brass. Put it on a pole and hold it up. And when you hold it up, if they just look to it, if they just look at it, I'll let them heal. A foretaste of Christ Jesus hanging on the cross. But he associated himself with a serpent on the brass, a brass pole, which means he became the curse for us. He became venom for us. He became the sickness. He took it into his own body so he can give you and I benefit of healing and wholeness in our lives. Not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. And that's what I'm after because I believe if your mind gets healed, your body will follow. It's dangerous to marry a man or to be in a relationship with a man who's not healed. You ever heard of the sin sick soul? What is a sin sick soul? That's a person who hasn't been redeemed. That means their soul is full of canker worms and issues. They need to be made whole before you try to make them whole. It is dangerous to get with a lady who don't know Jesus. She may be fine, but she have you running out of your house screaming. You'll be wanting to be on a rooftop than to be in the house with her. She'll complain about everything you do. Never fight, never see anything nice. Never. Nothing is big enough. You need somebody who has their heart washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Look humility up in here. That's what we need. Can the church say amen? amen? Then we see the ministry of Jesus. Thank God for Moses, but the ministry of Jesus. The people of the Old Testament would constantly say that your sin brought on punishment, and it did. You failed to obey God, here comes sin. Jesus never taught that concept, though. It may be a reality in the Old Testament, but Jesus didn't teach that. He talked about salvation, he talked about wholeness, and he talked about health. He never talked about why. Actually, there was someone in the scriptures that was blind. And, and the disciples said, this man must have done some great things, some wrong things in his life. And Jesus said, don't you judge it. It's not based on what he did, good or bad. But God allowed this to happen so I can manifest healing. So you got to understand that all sicknesses doesn't come because of sin. But the original sin opened up the body for sickness. Do you all understand that? So we need to preach what Jesus preached, not that God's going to get you. Not, don't do that, because if you point your finger this way, you got three, four of them pointing at you. And if you pronounce sickness on somebody, it may attach itself to you. That's not how we move in Christendom. You don't curse nobody. You bless them. The Bible even said that we should bless our enemies. And you will heap coals of fire on their head. And the Bible said he will make your enemy your footstool. Which means your enemy will praise you. Yeah. It didn't mean you stand on them. No. It means they will praise you and lift you high. Yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
I had a wonderful visit today from a friend who's of a different religion who came by to speak to me. He said, I need to speak to you. His new name in his religion is Swami. And he invited me to it when he was crowned and given a new name. And I went. And we sat by this big river, 150 acres of pine plush, plush real estate in the city of Sebastian. They grow their own food on the property, but they have different places where they bow to shrines. While I was there, I was wondering, like, how did I get here? And I realized that God has me, he crafted me for a unique purpose. And they asked me to give a speech, but I felt led to read out of 1 Corinthians 13. Though I have the tongue of men and of angels and have not love, I'm of a sounding brass claiming system and this is no lie everybody started crying when they heard the word as I was leaving a young uh, African-American girl dressed in monk garb was standing there with her face covered and she pulled down her stuff she said sir were you reading out of the Bible I said yes ma'am I was she says I heard that before I said you speak the language of the Christians In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1796. That's reference number 1796. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you 
to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.